What up, what up, what up, what up? Welcome to the Ball Don't Lie podcast. This is your boy Dexter, your host, the one and only. Welcome back to the show. And for all the new listeners out there, you can follow us on, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Ball Don't Lie. That's spelled B A L L D N T L I E. So we're currently streaming on Spotify and SoundCloud at Ball Don't Lie. So you can catch us on the audio route. If you want to watch a podcast, you can catch us on YouTube. You can catch me on IGTV. Soon we'll be on Apple Podcast and Stitcher, iHeartRadio, etc. And like I said, the ones that tuned in the last few episodes, appreciate the support. Appreciate the love. So this is the third episode. We're going to talk about game three of the NBA Finals. And there's a lot to get into. And I can't wait. I know the Laker Nation out there, man, they must be hating on me because I was I was flexing on Twitter a little bit. Anytime the Lakers take an L, I enjoy it with satisfaction, with a big smile on my face. Even though I know that the Lakers are going to win this series, but they brought the dogs out of these, these kids, man, including Jimmy Butler. Man, what a game he had. No one expected for few of these players you know, to kind of surprise them. Like I said in the last episode, Kelly Olenek, man, he's balling out. He gave him a 17 pace. You know, and then finally, Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero, they played a little bit better. Still terrible shooting. If you ask me. But you know what? Let's, let's talk about the Lakers. Why not? They lost, right? So let's, let's speak upon them. Just based off of what I watched and what y'all watch. I don't know if this is a a bad look on LeBron James. I mean, he has to do a lot better, right? I mean, you are the king, right? I mean, you are the GOAT, right? All the, all the LeBron fans out there, they think that LeBron is the best player of all time. Topping Jordan... Kobe, Kareem, whoever. I mean, I'll give you one thing, though. I'll give LeBron James one credit for game three. I mean, he just added more stuff to breaking records and accolades. He did break John Stockton's assist. Not break it, but he surpassed him on the all-time leader assist boards. Or is he second? Some around that ballpark. I think he's second probably. But hey, like I said, LeBron, he's been playing 17 years in the league. He's going to crack these records if he's in the playoffs all the time. So let's let's see how they bounce back. But before we kind of get into all that, AD, brother, where you been, man? I know you've been killing. But what happened in game three? 
I know you got in a little foul trouble, but how you gonna end with 15 points? Four fouls. You you got three fouls quick. Early in the second quarter, I believe. I know one of them was debatable. The third, I think it was the third foul where he where he was trying to roll a little bit on the three on the three-point line and they call a charge on him. But you gotta do better, man. You're one of the best players on the team. But even if AD is in foul trouble, we expect King James, the GOAT. What's his name? LeBron James. <laughs> LeBron James. We expect you to do better. He had what, 25 points? Yeah. If LeBron scores 25 points and he's a leading scorer, you're going to lose every single night. He has to be dominant on both sides of the, of the court. And you can't. It's inexcusable for him to have eight turnovers. I believe he had four turnovers in the first quarter, and he had crucial four turnovers in the fourth quarter down a stretch when they, I think, when they, when the Lakers got close to three points, and I think he he shot terrible as well. Only had two points in the fourth quarter or down that stretch. But I tip my hat off to, you know, Frank Vogel, you know, relying on his bench. Mark Keith, wow. Came out there shooting, sniping. Four from eight from the three-point line. He ended with 19 points. And Kuzma, who has the ultimate green light. 19 points off the bench. And like I said in the last episode, in, in, in order for the Heat to try to even compete in this game, they need to figure out how to slow Rondo down. They got to they gotta figure out how to slow these other guys, the shooters, right? And today, I mean, they did a great job on them in game three. AD had 15 points. You can live with that on any single night. If you can sustain him with that, obviously he had foul trouble. But, hey, you, you take it as it is. And then Rondo. Rondo shot for, twenty, I think, 25% from the field. Two for eight. It's a bad night for Rondo. And he was not impactful at all. And obviously, Danny Green's on the back of a milk carton. Man, somebody need to put the ADP on that guy. Or the APP. I mean, where has he been? I mean, like I said, you know, Danny Green, if he has a bad night, you got other guys. You got KCP, but he also had a bad night as well. Terrible, terrible. If you're shooting 43% from the field, geez. I'm, I'm just looking at these stats right here. Wow. This is not good for the Lakers. Frank Vogel is about to dig into these guys' ears tomorrow during practice. And they had 10 turnovers in the first quarter, a grand total of 19. And eight of them came from Yo Goat James. So as far as like the Miami Heat, you got to figure Miami Heat. They play well today. They play well today, man. Kudos to those guys. I mean, they, Jimmy Butler just put them on the back and just carried them. Say, you know what? I'm taking y'all through the trenches. If we're gonna go out, we're gonna go out swinging. We're gonna knock blows. We're gonna play physical. Let's see if you know go for tit for tit for tat. Let's see how that goes. And they did. Finally, Coach Spo decided to. 
go away from the zone. I mean, they're being crucified from the critics, people who's watching this game, people that are on ESPN, people that are on TNT are just ripping them. I mean, obviously the ones that were watching, the few that were watching, and I'll get into all that later on. They killed them on the two, the, the two, three, the defense play, man, at least lose that way. The two, three wasn't working. I mean, they're dissecting these guys. The Lakers were dissecting them. They put LeBron on the free throw line, play quarterback, AD going to the free throw line, play quarterback. They put Rondo in there from time to time, play quarterback. And then the best way to beat the two, three, if y'all know, if y'all play basketball, Y'all played in high school hoops or in college or in the NBA or wherever. The best way to beat the 2-3 is in the middle. Somebody has to go right in the middle and either collapse the defense so they can kick out to the shooters or to the out, on the outside in the perimeter so they can play make or they, they can go inside. So the defense has to pick and choose. So they... Lakers did well in two games with that. So, you know, obviously you got to you gotta adapt. You got to strategize. You got to change it up a little bit. And Coach, uh, Coach Spo, he did that during game three. On the backs of Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler had a triple-double. Dude's playing out of his mind. I mean, he's going to go out regardless. If win or lose. He's going to make you work for every single second. So far, he's been averaging around, what, 43, 44 minutes in, in, in the finals out of 48 minutes? So he's damn near on the court all the time. Danny Green was, or sorry, not Danny Green, Jimmy Butler was plus 36 on the court. That's amazing. If you if you plus 15, 20, you should be winning that game. Triple-double, 13 assists, tied his career high. Last game of game two, he had 13 assists, 11 boards. Dude shot 14 for 20 from the field. Smoking hot. Sheesh. And the dude's doing it on both ways. He's doing it on both ways. He's locking up LeBron. And when I say locking up, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. What I mean was that he's contending right, he's trying to slow down and go James and he also went to the free throw line 15 times so he's attacking and, and if you watch the game and most of y'all probably did that I'm talking to but for the ones that haven't watched the game he was getting all his buckets within like five feet just constantly attacking put his head down and do whatever pump fake fade away mid-range you know, he was going with the layup. I think the first basket he made in the beginning of the game was a, was a dunk on AD, I believe. Or AD was in the picture. And I think from that point on, I was like, you know what? I was watching the game, and I was like, oh, wow, they might have a chance. If he's attacking like this, because, you know, usually Jimmy, he, he'll, he'll collapse, the, you know, the defense, or he'll run to the basket and then kick it out to Duncan or, or Tyler Hero or, you know, Jay Crowder or whoever's on the perimeter. But this time, he was just going inside. And I think what was great, too, what Coach Spo did, obviously, he started Miles 
Leonard today in game three, and he did the same thing in game two. But Minus Leonard was not being shy. He took he took a three-pointer pretty, I think, two feet behind the line, pretty deep for a big guy, and hit it. I think he had seven points. So Dwight, they had to pull Dwight out. So he was basically pulling Dwight out to the three-point line. This is what created for the Miami Heat. Backdoor slashing, back screens, constant motion. No one was being stagnant. Even though Tim Duncan, uh, not Tim Duncan, Duncan Robinson, he shot terrible. And Hero also shot terrible. But he still gave you 17 points, 17 points that they needed. And if you, and based on game two, evaluation, right? I'm just going through the motions right here. Game two. They had 21 second chance points as far as the Lakers. They're just killing them on the boards, right? In this game, they only give up two points. Actually, sorry, they give up only six points, second chance points. So that's that's a great that's a great thing. And then they also compete against the Lakers on the rebounds. I think the Lakers are up by five boards total, 43 to like maybe 37 around there. So they're also on the, crashing the boards with everybody. And then, to me, what made the difference was Kenny Olenek. With no hesitation, letting it rip. Kelly played a great game. 17 points, 5 for 9 from the field goal, 3 for 5 from the three-point line, 7 rebounds. Terrific. So the Lakers, don't, <laughs> and don't get it twisted, Lakers are going to come out with a bang on Tuesday. They're going to come out like they're hungry. Like they're not up 2-1. And like I said, for the ones that have been watching, you know, to me, to, to, to me, I like it. I like, I like the NBA Finals, so I'll watch it regardless of who's in it. But the ratings say otherwise. The NBA monologue, just for me, just, watch, just reading the monologues on game one, in game two, had the lowest. I think game one had the lowest rating since 1988. 1988. I mean, this was worse than the Spurs and the Detroit Pistons finals. If y'all can remember, back in 05, I believe, who's going to watch these two teams? There was no one that's really flashy on both sides, right? Tim Duncan and his crew versus, you know, Chauncey Billup and his crew. There was no one really flashy. They had the lowest ratings for a while. Can you? And obviously, there's a lot of things going on with the COVID in the bubble. No fans being in the stadium. So all that stuff has implications. Those things can change things. But since 1988? I mean, at the same time, they're playing during football season. So it's like those things added on. They're also playing on days that they shouldn't be playing on. I, I don't understand why they're playing on a Sunday during primetime football. Sunday night football? I mean, obviously, or, you know, Sunday, Sunday day football. Obviously, there's games going on. People are going to watch that. And some might tune into the NBA Finals. But game two, game two had... I think about 4 million views, 4 million and some change viewers. That's pretty low. I think that's the lowest of all time. I can't 
actually checked that. But the first game had roughly around 7 million viewers. So if you go down, if you lose 3 million off the top from game one to game two, that's bad. So obviously, like I said, there's other implications that play the factor into this. I don't want to go too deep into the ratings, but I know a lot of people are not watching it. So hopefully the ones that are watching this podcast can kind of get some information about about how game three, game two went by. And I can't wait for game four on two reasons. Actually, I'll make it three reasons. What Jimmy Butler said in the fourth quarter, in the last few minutes, he said it's over. And it's all over TV. It's all over Twitter. You know, and, and, and Instagram. And he was asked about it too a few times. After the game, uh, he had a press he had a, uh, a, a meeting, uh, not a meeting, uh, press conference, right? He spoke with uh, Rachel Nicholson. She asked that same question. Or that question about what were you exact, what are you implying basically? And he basically said, when he said it's over, he said LeBron told him that in the first quarter. LeBron told Jimmy Butler, it's over. It's a wrap. And I and I like that's what I like about Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler don't back down from nobody. He knows that LeBron has basically ended his chance of winning titles. While he was in Chicago. How many times he kicked the Bulls out? Jimmy know that. But Jimmy ain't going to back down for nobody. So I'm pretty sure that's on LeBron's mind. Number two. Tyler Hero. Hits a three-pointer. And he kind of gives that scolding face. You know, after he hits a shot. Now I'm pretty sure... LeBron's going to see that. And you can't give LeBron any type of motivation. Any of this stuff, it just it just adds it to his to his fire. And if he fuels off of that, he just you he might not come out public and say that. But knowing LeBron, he's been like that for his whole entire career. And the most recent one was when like I said in the last episode, when Russ hit a three-pointer in game one against the Lakers in, this, in the playoffs, and Russ was flexing towards the crowd, and he was just saying, bleep this and bleep that and etc. We've seen LeBron James on the end of the bench nodding his head. And the rest is history. 4-1, gentleman sweep. So if LeBron's seen this, Jimmy Butler talking about, like, yeah, it's over. And Hero over here, you know, DMX style or Kobe style. Oh, yeah, man. It's going to be interesting game four. So I can't wait to see that. And I hope Miami plays physical, and I hope they continue to do that. Bam should be back. Initial reports saying that he might be back for game four. He was doubtful doubtful for game three. But it's going to be dope. So, man, I'm going to be back with the Game 4 situation. So, tune in. And like I said, for all the ones that have been watching, the ones that have been subscribing, the ones that have been hitting me up, showing support, I can't thank y'all enough. I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart, for real. No cap. 
And like I said, we're gonna put on. There's more content to come as as this podcast grows. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be lit. However you want to say it. And like I said, I, round of applause for me and you know my camp that helped me put this together. I just want to give y'all applause to the you know ones that have been subscribing, following, listening, watching. Throw that applause for me one time. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. So yeah, so that's a wrap for episode three. This is the game three uh, 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 podcast that we're talking about uh, the Lakers and Heat. So I appreciate it. Y'all have a good night. I'll see y'all Tuesday or Wednesday. Probably one of those days. Y'all be safe out there, man. Stay safe. COVID ain't no joke. Until next time, I'll let your boy, man. Be safe. Peace.